Recorded live. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Good evening. Good evening. So good to hear you. How are you guys doing tonight? We're doing wonderful. (laughs) Yeah. Thank the Lord. We just got full of the natural physical Bojangles chicken. (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay. Was it good? (laughs) Yeah, very good. So now we're ready for some uh, snacks, spiritual snack tonight. Spiritual food. Praise God. But we just (laughs) thank the Lord tonight. Um, Apostle Reva will be coming on in momentarily. Um, I just thank the Lord for his presence. I thank the Lord because we already, sometimes we try to pray in the spirit, but if the people of God are joined together, the spirit is mm-hmm. already there. Hallelujah. So we Amen. pray to God because I know that, Minister Fred, I know you, you're saved and love the Lord, and I know you <laughs> walk what you talk. And I know, um, Elder, I know you are saved and walk what you talk because you can tell by the fruit. So I praise Thanks. God tonight for us being online. I praise God. I see men of... Um, is, is, is Minister Dell going through tonight? Who? I thought I seen him. I thought I seen him once. Well, thank God. I pray for everybody in the chat room that I see. God bless each and every one of you. We turn it over to our elder manna and just let the Lord use you and let the Lord have his way. God bless each and every one of you. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we are privileged. We have an honorary member tonight, and that is... I'm the I'm Mrs. Marley, but we have the real deal tonight. We have Minister Fred's mother, Mrs. Marley, joining us tonight for the first time. So we are coming from um what is the name of this town? Waynesville. Waynesville, North Carolina tonight. Oh we, yes, so we are going to cover we don't know if God's gonna go into part four or not. We do know we do have part three that Minister Fred and I have been working on. And tonight we are continuing part three on how is your heart condition and this is God's point of view. Can everybody hear me clearly? Yes, we can. I'm on mute and I I hope that everyone will go on mute. So there'll be no backdraft, so we can hear the word of God. Praise God. Go ahead. Love you, girl. Love you. Thank you. All right. We know that God is love, do we not? In 1 John chapter 4, verse 8, the word of God says, He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. The Father is agape love, which is an unconditional love. We do not have unconditional love. The Father has unconditional love. But we can allow the agape love from the Father to flow through us to reach out to others. We see in John chapter 14, verse 9, He that has sent me has seen the Father. No, I'm sorry. It says, He that has seen me has seen the Father. Now, Jesus is telling this to Philip. In chapter 1, verse 3 of Hebrews, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, in other words, exactly like him. Jesus is exactly like God. In Acts chapter 10, verse 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all, that were oppressed of the devil. How was he able to do that and accomplish that? Because God was with him. We see in in, uh, John chapter 12, verse 26, if any man serve me, let him follow me, and where I am there shall also my servant be. For if any man serve me, him will my father honor. Now we're just kind of setting a little foundation here. We're going to do a little detail and then we're going to go into some things of the spirit that the Lord would like to speak to us tonight. Jesus says, follow me. This is a choice. You may follow or choose not to. He is not going to force you to follow him. It is up to you. We have this honor from the Lord himself and he will not take it away. The following is clear down to the smallest 
detail, the very smallest detail of our life. Let's give you an example. If you're given too much change, and this I'm sure it's probably happened to quite a few that's listening tonight. If you're given too much change, all right, and you have to make a choice. You have the choice to give it back or keep it. Are not we the temple? We're his house, and we are his representatives in everything we do daily, every move we make, every word we speak, every action. We are representatives. We are his temple, his house. Now, you're saying, well, who's going to know, you know, who's going to know if I have too much change and throw it in my pocket? Nobody's going to know. Well, you know, you might think you're getting away with it, but you know what? God knows and sees the heart. And it's not even so much the change, whether it be a quarter or a nickel. It's the attitude that we're talking about, the attitude of the heart. You are not having the attitude of the heart that Jesus came to set the example for us. I believe Jesus would not even give back what he had extra, but above and beyond. I just, I believe that that's the way he was. He was a giver. We see in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 20 and 21, mm. but in a great home, there are only vessels of gold and of silver. Now think about this. Do you want to be a vessel of gold? Do you want to be a vessel of silver? But also, there are vessels of wood and of earth. And we see here that these vessels of gold and silver, there are some that are unto honor, and there are some to dishonor. So in mm. verse 21, it says that if a man therefore purge, cleanse himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified. Now, what did we say sanctified is? Set apart. And meet, which means fit for the master's use and prepared unto every good work. So you can see from these verses, the choice is ours. God does not force us to do anything. And sometimes we think we're getting away with things, but you want to know something? We're not. Because what happens as a result, our heart becomes hardened. And God sees. God sees the attitude of the heart. Before we spoke about the attitude of gratitude, and that's what we should always have and keep. And I think it's even more important when nobody knows and you honor and do the right thing. That which is done in secret, yes, God is going to reward you openly. Yes, and you're like, you know, what is a big deal? Nobody knows. It's not like I'm hurting anybody. It's not like I'm offending anybody. Yes, you are. You're hurting yourself. You're hurting <clears> yourself. You're allowing dishonesty to enter into your heart. And it may be one little example, but that example will grow. And then you'll do it again, mm-hmm. and you'll do it again. And before you know it, you've got a defiled thing going on inside your heart. So now you can see from these verses that the choice is ours. God always gives us choices. We are not forced ever to do anything because God does not want puppets and he certainly doesn't want robots. So he always gives us that choice, that free will to choose as we will. So we see here that the choice is ours as even to what sort of vessel we become. Do you want to be a vessel of honor? Or do you want to be a vessel of dishonor? It's up to you. And the Holy Spirit will help you. If you decide to be a vessel of honor, you have a helper, a teacher, and that is, of course, the Holy Spirit. So we see here, again, I want to read in 2 Timothy 2.20, but in a great house there are only not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and of earth. It is our choice to make whether we want to be a vessel of honor or of dishonor. We see in verse 21, if a man therefore purge, remember we discussed this purge one other time. The purging means to cleanse ourselves. We will become a vessel unto honor. So we see here a process again of dying to self, dying to flesh. A lot of times we may want to do something in the flesh, but it may not necessarily be what God would have us to do in the spirit. And so that's when we need to get into prayer and ask the Lord, is this of you? Is this what I want? Or, Father, is this what you desire? 
So this purging and cleansing is very a very important part of what type we become. If we want to be that vessel of gold, then we need to seek the Father as Jesus always was always focused and seeking the will of his Father. So we have that choice, and it is up to us of what sort of vessel we become. In Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 29, oh, that there was such a heart in them. I love this verse, that they would fear me and keep all my commandments, always, that it might be well with them. And as if that isn't the greatest blessing, let me see. Not only be well with them and with their children forever. What a blessing God has given us. What a promise that we would have this heart, this attitude of gratitude, this vessel of gold and silver of honor, that our heart would be in that condition, that we would honor and fear him and put him first. The Lord says that we are to seek him first in his righteousness, seek the kingdom of God first in his righteousness. And then what does he promise? All things will be given back, will be added back unto us, but we must seek him first. And keep all of his commandments always, that it will be well with us. And it's not just a promise for us, but for our children as well, forever. This is, we are repeating, this is the Lord's heart towards us, his children. He loves us dearly, and he desires only good for us. But as we can see from the above scripture, how much we take hold of and grow in our walk with him, it's determined what? By the choices we make. You see the importance of choices today? We're being brought into different situations where we have to make choices. We have to make decisions. And that's why it's so important to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, that we can seek him, we can pray, we can ask him, Lord, what would you have me to do in this situation? And we have his word. We have his promises. We have his covenant. And we have the word that we can read and understand what pleases the Father's heart. If we choose to follow and obey him, then the powers of heaven are available to us. For even in his word, he says that he gives his angels charge over us. They are ministering, ministering angels for us. In Isaiah chapter 1, verse 19, If you be willing and obedient, ye shall eat the good of the land. What a promise God is giving us here. In verse 19, this describes, again, here comes the word, a heartfelt obedience. We cannot get away from obedience. For we see here, that is the heart that wants to obey him, which shall receive his full blessing. So, We have to come into that place where we will be obedient no matter what the situation. Whether you got an extra penny and you need to go give it back or you pick something up that somebody has dropped, you need to go back to them and give it to them. It can be simple little things. It doesn't have to be great and mighty things. But you want to know something? Your heart condition, if you are being obedient, is going to receive a full blessing. Let me repeat. When you are obedient, you will receive the full blessings of God. In verse 20, it says now, if you refuse and you rebel, then ye shall be devoured with the sword. And, of course, we know that the two-edged sword is the word of God, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. So we see that by refusing to do what we know, to be obedient and we rebel we need to deal with that that is one you remember we go back to our part two where we said about the bitter roots in the heart well here we go here is a bitter root if we are refusing to be obedient and do what we know god wants us to do and we don't do it therefore we're in rebellion says then you're going to be devoured with the sword for the mouth of the lord has spoken this this is a promise from the mouth of the lord This describes a heart that refuses, will not obey him, and thus that person is going to end up destroyed. Destruction shall come upon him. Again, our Father loves us, and he gives us a choice, and that choice is ours. In 1 Timothy 1, verse 5, Now the end of the commandment is charity. 
And that is the agape love that we spoke of, without condition. Out of a pure heart and of good conscience and of faith, unfeigned. Now you're saying, well, what what does unfeigned mean? It means not fake. You know there's a lot of fake things going on in the church world today. There's a lot of false teaching. There's a lot of false religious spirits acting like they're holy and righteous. But what is their heart condition? Their heart is not what God would have it to be. Praise God. The first item, yes, the first item in this list is his love. He wants his love to dwell in our pure hearts. If our hearts are defiled and there's perversion and rebellion and jealousy and deception, all of those bitter roots that we spoke of in our second uh, part of the heart condition, do you really think that God's love is going to dwell in a heart like that? What's going to happen is those weeds, those bitter roots, are going to choke out the sweetness, the purity, love that the Father desires and places in our heart. A person with such a heart, the Lord can greatly bless. When we keep a pure heart, we are open before God. We read the word of God and study it. We pray and praise him. We learn to set aside a time to have an intimate relationship with him. I love a relationship with him. Then he can greatly bless us, which is his desire in the beginning. God does not want to curse anybody. He wants to bless us. The enemy will tell you, though, you think God really cares about you? The enemy will come in and speak a lot of things that are not true because God is pure love himself, and his desire is that he can bless his children. The second item that we're speaking here today, we see that the first one was love. Now, the second item is a good conscience. We go back to the scripture where it says now the end of the commandment is charity, agape love, and out of a pure heart. And the second item is, and of a good conscience. All right, what do we say? All right, the second item is a good conscience. Our conscience tells us when we've done wrong. Even a child does not have to be told, you did something bad. They know. Animals even know when they've done something bad. We have a conscience that tells us when we've done wrong. And when we have a good conscience, which is free of offense towards God, then we have the full confidence that he speaks of, and we know that we now have favor with him. So I believe that we should really work on our conscience. Listen to it. You know, don't come under guilt and condemnation for the word of God says in in 1 John 1, 9, okay, that if you sin, if you blow it, he says if you're faithful and just, you confess your sin before God, and God is going to forgive you, and then he says he'll cleanse you from all the sin, all unrighteousness. When we sin, we're a lot like in the garden, like Adam and Eve. We want to run and hide. We don't want to face God because our conscience has bothered him. And the enemy is even going to come in and tell you, oh, who do you think you are? You think you are rotten. You are evil. You know what you did yesterday. You think God's going to listen to you? Please listen. This is the voice of the enemy trying to drive you away from God, trying to bring a division between you. But you know what? Jesus knew that. And he paid the price on the cross. He shed his blood that you can go to him He is our high priest now that is before the Father ever making intercession for us. So we have someone that's there representing us, and we can say, God, I'm sorry, I really blew it this time. Confess your sins, and he will forgive you, and he will cleanse you from all unrighteousness. So we need to keep that conscience clean. Also, the Word of God says, okay, there is now therefore no guilt or condemnation for the one that is in Christ Jesus. If you're being guilty and condemned, the enemy is in there working. And we need to recognize that there is a gentle persuasion, there's a gentle conviction when you're wrong that the Holy Spirit will tug at your heart, but he is not going to beat you over the head 
the enemy will. We see now the third item mentioned is, and I thought this is interesting, I'm not really familiar with this so-called unfake faith, which is the way it was worded, but the unfeigned faith or the not fake faith, okay, this is the real deal. This is the real deal. Faith is the evidence of things hoped for, right? We have faith in many different things. We hope for, but we're not always seeing it, but we don't lose our faith. It is the thing that we hope for and the evidence of things not yet seen. So therefore, we walk in faith believing, believing not by what we see, but by the word of God. We speak that which is not at that moment as though it were, which means you're believing what God has told you and you're confessing it and you will see God bring it to pass. So this unfake faith is the real deal. It is the true faith. And God has given each one of us a measure of faith that when we pray believing, he said, you don't have to work it up and make a big deal over it and have this great faith. He said, if you have faith, even as that little tiny mustard seed, you can speak unto that mountain and say, be thou removed and cast into the sea. And guess what? The mountain is coming down. So you don't have to work up a great faith, but you need an unfake faith, which is pure faith. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. You hope for it, you believe for it. The evidence of things not seen, you will not see it right away, but you will eventually. In Colossians chapter 3, 3, the word of God says, for ye are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. So you see, we come to that place of learning to die to self, and all of a sudden we say, you know what, this isn't about Elder Man anymore, and this isn't about Minister Fred. We have to learn to die to our desires, to our what we want. And when our life is hid with Christ in God, we begin to go and do what he bids us to do, to be obedient again to him. Our life is with Christ in the Spirit, Real faith takes hold of this life and brings it into the natural realm right here now where we live. Fake faith, now let me explain to you the opposite. Fake faith is hyped up which is in a soulish realm. Let me speak this again because this is what's going on in churches today. It is not the real faith. Fake faith, I say, is hyped up which is in the soulish realm. It cannot do this because it is of the flesh and not of the spirit. So it's not going to bring us into the blessing that God desires for us. We have to see there's a lot of flesh and a lot of soul power. We need to ask the spirit to take control, to be able to walk in the spirit and not the flesh. Mark chapter 9, verse 23, and also Galatians chapter 5, verse 6. Jesus said unto him, if thou canst believe all things, all things, not just a few, not just some, all things are possible to him that believeth. Faith is believing and faith worketh. It is fueled by love. Let me repeat that. Faith is believing. Remember, not seeing, but believing and hoping. And faith worketh is fueled by love. We need love even more than before when we are waiting for something we are believing to come into being by faith. As we've seen God's heart toward us, it's a heart of love and a desire to bless. He wishes for our hearts toward him. Now, I thought, you know, this is a two-sided corn. I saw this again. I said, this is two-sided. This isn't always just about us. It's what we want. It's our blessings, our desire. We want this. We want that. Well, what does God want? Look at this. As we have seen God's heart toward us, it's a heart of love and purity, and he desires to bless us, but he wishes for our heart toward him to be the hearts of love with the desire to obey him. So we see here that abundant as a conclusion, 
of the heart condition, abundant favor and rewards will be ours when we obey him from our hearts. The decision is ours. Now question yourself and ask, how is your heart condition this day? Thank you for letting me share, and now we are going to hear the second part from our very own Minister Fred. <laughs> well, Elder Man has said it all. Amen. He loves us dearly, and I'm sure we've all heard it in the past that God does what God wants to do, and that's all there is to it. And you just you're along for the ride, and enjoy the scenery, and where you end up is up to Him. Well, not Amen. so. Not so, because just like in the garden, you know, Adam and Eve had the option to obey and not eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. They ate bad choice. And we look around and see all the misery and heartache and hardship that that surrounds us as a result of that. Well, we are, if you will, back in the garden. We have the choice to obey or disobey. And there is fantastical blessing promised to us that obey from the hearts, as Elder Man has said. And there is also destruction promised to us if we refuse and rebel, which is disobey. It's <laughs> I'm just reiterating what she said. She said it all. It, it's ours. It is up to us what we become. Now, this isn't as though we can work it up ourselves. We obey and are able to do all that he says by his spirit, by the power that he puts in us. You know, it's not, we're, we're not just tossed out here and we're all on our own. You know, when we want to obey, when we make the decision to love him and obey him out of love, he's there with his power. All the power of heaven is aligned for us to access. And he's there. He's, you know, Jesus said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. Wow. You know, even when it looks, when things are looking bad and when it looks like you've been forsaken, uh, that's only that's only looks. He said, I will never leave you or forsake you. What a promise. What his his word is full of promises. He's just looking for us to believe him and live like we believe him. Mm. That's all that's all I have. <laughs> now we want a phone, Minister Fred. All right. Okay. I'd like to uh, say a word. Uh, okay. Good Minister Dale. God bless all of you. Um, Amen. God bless you. We have a lot moving here over on the south side. Um, South Carolina, we we actually have the website working. We have more people involvement. We have studies of the day on the web. We have people engaged that actually are partaking, uh, participants of our website now. And this all goes back to what Alamana said. Um, if you're looking for that perfect day, then you're going to be looking in the enemy's eyes because we are slaves to righteousness. Therefore, we are militant. If we're being bruised and torn down, therefore it is the glory of God taking hold and being able to do and transfer the new love in us that accepts that principle, which the enemy doesn't want you to know. It's the same thing as if someone says, I've received a blessing, because the company, um, I'm going to get them to sell us something, and that company doesn't appreciate what money is anyway and can't override what they have. The greed spirit has taken over them. They're not going to appreciate what God gave them anyway. But it's that one that picks up that change or that penny on the floor and says, bless you, Lord, because everything is yours and not ours. We are militants. 
for the end of time. And we have no condition on what we do or say or are about. Now, if the enemy is attacking you, then you know you're attacking the enemy. Mm. You see, when when you're in a trial, and believe me, you can do the word. I've gone through it. I've been there. I've gotten up, couldn't walk, couldn't barely walk with one foot. I mean, I'm not even going to go where I need to go. I'm going to tell you the end result. I've had a Cadillac for I don't know how many years. I'm going to use this as an example. Uh, we were looking at a backup car, and I was going to go get a car for us. I said, well, we need a backup car. But God sometimes wants you to be patient, even when that thing is sitting in your house and you're giving up on it. He hasn't. And this is what we don't see is that God wants us to make work unto his glory what we have through his love. We cannot abide in the world and in the Lord at the same time. It doesn't work. We have to 100% learn without a man of a scene. One quarter in the house is with the Lord. It's like a thousand of these where His love is unlimited. That means it is not even touched until we go in and say, Father, here I am. We haven't even put our arms around half of what he has for us. Now, I'm not going to paint you a picture that everything is going to be good and you're going to get this blessing and this is going to happen because that is not what we're here for. We're here to bring back those lost brothers and sisters of Jesus Christ, and we're here to take that punch, that stab, that wound, whatever it takes in his love, and receive it through persecution, understanding what true love really is of the value of what people cannot see. It's time not to be hypnotized anymore by what the world has done for so many years in our lives, but take grip to what Jesus calls us to do. Because many people will not enter that gate. He says, narrow is the gate, but wide is the path. And many are accepting faith, as Elder Manor said, in a modular way. Well, if it balances for the household, it balances for me. No. Faith is when you got nothing and you jump off that mountain and you believe those enemies that he can't hit the ground because the angels are going to catch in the wings. Mm-hmm. Amen. Faith is when you are out in the sea and you're in the deep spot and the undertow drops on you and you've got to give glory to the Lord. You raise your hands up out of the water and praise him and he takes you out the water. You can put this in everyday life, but I every day am battling on that field for the love of Jesus. And every day that enemy is beating me and hitting me and knocking me means that we are moving forward with God's plan. You cannot expect a pat on the back every day. Love is different in God. It is a persecution accepting that you are a true chosen soldier that's determined, no matter what the cause, to fulfill what Jesus left for us to do. Many cannot see this because their eyes have become callous. As Elder Manna said, the churches have taken away Jesus or societies or whatever. The ignition, the bottom line is you can't keep circling the same thing in your life and not enter in. If I talk to you about faith, if you've been talking about faith a year ago, if you've been talking about faith a week ago, then you know you've got to enter in what Jesus is saying because he is on the right clock. We are on the wrong clock. I was reading statistics the other day, and it said every Christian is leaving 
in this magazine that said every Christian is leaving. It showed the poll that they're going to be uh, more Muslims than there were Christians before 2015. Everybody's leaving the Christianity. Why is this? Because they want the modular way of living. They don't want to stand for what is right is what was said earlier. They don't want to take a pierce in the side for their brothers or sisters to make it through the day. You cannot put a condition on the word God speaks to you. You have to give it into your heart on a daily basis that he will work it out in you. No one said you were perfect. We knew we would fail, but God said he would work it out in us as long as we accepted it. Now, I pick up many nickels and dimes on the floor, and I say, bless you, Jesus, because I realize, God, that if I had a million dollars, it might have swayed my faith. It might have swayed my my thinking and the greed. It might have taken my love away from you that I have now. It might have ruined me as a Christian. So all you're thinking that, well, I'm not blessed because the Lord hadn't done this, and I got bills, and I got, hey, listen, the Lord loves you more than you'll ever know because you do have those. It's the ones that can't see and get on their knees and pray. Those are the ones that are going to miss out. That's why we say, um, blessed are those that we forgive our debts as they forgive our debts against. Because we know we continually have to change. We continually have to become more limited and love. As uh, uh, Minister Fred was saying, in the uh, Adam and Eve circumstance, there, there is a chance now because they had an opportunity they didn't take. We do have an opportunity now, knowing all the things in the Bible, to make a different transition. Amen? It doesn't have to be the same. Now, the more people we gather as soldiers and get them into God's house and reign, that's what I've been working on on a daily basis. See, that is what's going to incorporate you learning more love from God because he won't give you more than you can handle. So if you can't handle faith, what he's giving you, or if you can't handle the basics, do you think he can give you the depth? Now, you can't just read the Word of God and think it's going to come out and, and without the Spirit and the Lord discerning what's going to happen through it. That's where he says, I'll meet you in the Word because of his love, his unlimited love. No hold, no bars, no chains can hold you. When somebody's slapping you in the face, you're glorifying Jesus because you know you're making a transition in that person because they're finding everything wrong with you when you're doing everything right to them. You know God is moving on his behalf. And on the second note, Jesus said there was a call. He told us clearly there would be a call. So tonight, do not look at it less than that. If you don't think you're going to get pierced, if you don't think you're going to get slapped, if you don't think you're going to go through trials, then why would James say consider it pure joy? Pure joy. See, purity is different from regular joy. Come on. See, your purity joy is from the heaven coming down in love accepting persecution and being able to deal with that love that the Lord allowed while you're being tortured. Now, many people can uh, attest to that because they haven't gone through it. I've been regularly going through it. I'm sharing with you what the Lord's teaching me. As iron sharpens iron, the Lord says one man should sharpen the other. Elder Manna blessed us with all that she had. Minister Fred poured his heart out. And we got to take that in and allow it not to just be a weekend thing or a weekday thing, but to enter 
in to what God is speaking because what happens if he stops speaking to you? And I told mom, I said, mom, it was uh, about a year ago, I said, mom, I believe there's plagues and famine coming in 2015. Uh, we were talking about it, and we I prophesied it to her, and sure enough, it's on its way. The Lord was speaking to us. He's speaking to us tonight. He's telling us tonight things got to change. <laughs> you can't stay the way you were. You can't have a comfortable day. It doesn't work that way. Being a soldier in God, you have to accept persecution and realize we're militant 100. Man copies God. If you notice that, look at the U.S. Army. Look at the Russian Army. They copy it. They try to be militant. They beat their men. They they try to get them in their mind. But see, Jesus, we don't have to do that. We just enter into that love of persecution while we're being, and let him work it, those things out while we're going through it. And he's able to lift you up even in the hardship times. And that's really what I'm trying to reach tonight. And the spirit is in those hardship times. You've got to let love become the highest mode in your life. Amen. And that's where faith should be at the fullest meter in your life. It shouldn't be the less. It should be the most. And I give God glory because when I started this, when I started becoming a walk of God, when I started taking the oath, ownership, when I started saying, yes, Lord, I want to be a minister, and Mother Reva got into my heart, and she helped me through this, and Elder Manna, and many others, I had a prideful spirit that needed to be broke. And I had to go through the desert and learn how your feet burn in that sand spiritually. I had to learn that you've got to lean on Jesus in that desert for your food. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you right now, in my heart, my soul, is to see every person I can get to heaven go to heaven. Amen. Amen. I bleed for that. I have Elder Ed Shank now. We have Elder uh, uh, Jesse Brown. We have Melanie covering New York. We have uh, Ed Shanks covering North Carolina. We have um, Jonathan covering Georgia. Uh, All on our site, we have a study uh, of the day so they can take somebody there and start training them on their own accord. This is what's got to happen. We can't just make a – it's got to be a daily thing. When you reach somebody, there's a home for them. Everybody wants to feel like they have a home. You feel the peace and love of God on here? If you ain't got tears dripping down your eyes and you ain't got conviction, then you need to ask God, what is wrong in my life that I've got to change it, Jesus? Because I realize it can't stay this way in order for you to move and have your way. I appreciate the time. Uh, I did not want to go against anything else, Manor or Mr. Fred, that I wanted to add to it because of the blessings received. I am very privileged to be on here tonight. I'm very blessed to be a part of the kingdom of God, and I love y'all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Praise your word. Praise your word. Thank you. Thank you. This is Minister Dale that you've heard from. And now we turn it over and we um to Apostle Mother Reva. If you would have any comments or if there would be anyone that would have something that they would like to share also, if you would have a special prayer request. Lord, we bless the Lord. I thank God for this opportunity, everything. I'm just 
so happy to be on the line. It's good to hear Minister Dale. But I'm Amen. going to give you back some of your time, Elder Manor, because I hear you have guests on the line. You might want to introduce them or have something to say. But God mm-hmm. bless you all. I love you dearly. Amen. Yes, we love you too. We love you too. Um, I don't know, do you have my, my wonderful, beautiful mother-in-law? Mother Pat, would you like to make a comment? Is there anything you would like to say, Pat? That I'm pleased to be here and to have the Holy Spirit join us all together and in my home. I'm, I'm so blessed. Thank you. I bless you. Good to hear your voice. Good to hear yours too, dear. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. Oh, you know I'm fine. <laughs> you know I'm fine. Oh, praise God. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes. Is there anyone else on there that would like to introduce themselves or has a comment or a prayer request? Hello. I just want to say very beautiful words tonight. You guys are so supportive of me on my side. Thank you. you know, just continue to let God use you. It is so it's such a joy to hear you guys' voices all the time long. So I just thank you guys for the wonderful word. You just continue to con- and continue to get better in God. So continue just to do what you guys do best, and that is serve the right, just Lord. Thank God. you. We we miss you all. We love you, and you're continually in our hearts. Oh, we love you too. God bless you. God bless you for the work. I praise God for you tonight. You've been such a blessing to us, Minister Fred, Minister Dale, just to hear you guys. You know, that's a dynamic family right there. We praise God for that. So God bless each and every one of you, and may you just continue to be blessed and encouraged in the Lord. Amen. And thank you. Thank you. Now, the manner is yours. You close out any way you choose. All right. Um, I would just like to give an opportunity as You've heard many different um, things related to this message tonight. As you can see, the heart condition is not something that you can sum up. We're just trying to uh, bring as much as we can to you. And, of course, the Holy Spirit is the teacher, and he will continue to teach and to instruct you. And even as Minister uh, Dale shared tonight, there is is many, many, there is suffering, there is persecution. If you will try to live righteous, then you will suffer persecution. But the whole thing we must remember is we must keep the right attitude, the attitude of gratitude, and especially that our heart would remain in the condition that God would have it to remain. And I believe that we will overcome and we will bring many and win many by our love. It's not beating them up and pounding them down, but loving them, loving them because that's how God brought us to the cross. He loved us and his love is in us. And I would like to give the opportunity now if there is anyone I was very surprised to hear that someone was in the chat room and that they did ask Jesus into their heart we would never want to um, miss the opportunity of giving someone if there is someone that is listening or will listen to this in the future if you have not asked Jesus to come into your heart and accepted him as your personal savior and lord we give you that opportunity we don't want to pass anybody by And it's so simple. All you have to do is just say that I am a sinner and I need to be saved. And just receive what Jesus has done. He paid the price at the cross. You don't have to do anything for salvation, but receive and believe. So you ask him. So I feel led to pray the prayer tonight because some people say, well, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to pray. So follow me tonight. And for those of you that aren't saved, perhaps the Lord is showing you there may be some issues and your heart that need to be dealt with and you need to confess and repent and we're going to do that tonight also we thank you we thank you for joining us tonight we thank you for your participation for joining with us in your spirit and now we say father in the name of jesus we thank you we thank you for the heart that you have given us we thank you for the love that you've given us we thank you father that through trials and persecutions god you said that you would never leave us or forsake us 
And, Lord, if there is a wrong attitude, if there's bitter roots in our heart, we ask tonight. We come before you and we confess and we ask you to cleanse and to heal and to recover and to restore our heart, Father. Lord, those that are hurting, those that are broken, you know, Father. And we ask for that oil and the wine, Father, that you will bring healing as well as, as joy to return unto them. And now, Father, for that one that has never even experienced, we say in the name of Jesus, we ask you to come in. Come in. Yes, we all have been saved by grace. We all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And so tonight we say, Jesus, I am a sinner. And I ask you, I invite you to come into my heart Become my Savior. Become my Lord. I repent now. I repent. And I thank you. I thank you that you died on that cross so that I can live and have eternal life. I thank you tonight. And now we thank you in Jesus' name. And for those of you now that are listening... You have been saved. That's all you have to do is have faith, believe. Now get into the Word of God. Start reading the Word. Start praying and learn of Him. Learn to have a relationship with Him, and that is when you will begin to see your heart condition being healed, cleansed, and revived. And we thank you now for allowing us to share this time with you. Uh, We have a special prayer request tonight. We have a young man named Gary that has been diagnosed with cancer. We ask you to pray for him for a miracle for healing. We also have a young girl named Cheryl, and she will be going tomorrow to find out her diagnosis, which possibly is lupus, but God is able to do exceedingly above anything. And I ask tonight for prayer. For those of you that know, my mother, Joyce, has been very, very ill. And she really needs us to back her up with prayer tonight. And I just I give you, uh, thank you for this time. Continue to pray for Traveling Mercies. Uh, we're on the road again tomorrow. We'll be uh, going in to Mint Hill, North Carolina, for a couple of days. And then we will be headed down to Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, and from there, a couple of days, we will end up in Alabama. So we are on the road every couple of days. Continue to keep us in your prayers. God yes. is good. Is he not? All the time? Yes. All That's the time. True. Our God is good. Thank you. Yes. And I would like to give a special, special good night to Fred's mom. Amen. And let her know that it was so good to hear her voice. Yeah. I think of you all the time. And continue to pray for you. And one day, you and I, we're going to meet again face to face. I got to get another one of them big hugs. I love you very much. And God be with all of you. Love you, Dale, and your family. Yes, yes. I bless all of you. God is good and loves has brought this whole thing together. God be with you and let us continue to love you one another. As I have loved you. Amen. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. night. Love you. Love you. Good night. Bless you. God.